You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Glory Hall Radio Network, gloryholeradio.com. Hey, what's up? Hi. Um, <laughs> don't talk. I told you. Uh, it's another episode of You Know What, Dude. Right. <laughs> don't talk. All right. Are oh, you going to do the intro? <laughs> Fair enough. Go ahead. And I am here with my good pal, yeah. one of my good friends. It's Jim Norton. <laughs> 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 you know, you fuck around though, but I tell people not, I'm going to introduce you. They cannot not say anything. They, they have they to. They have to go, uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. What, what, yeah. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll you do it straight. I'll just be good. No, it's good. That's good. All right, cool. That's good. So, uh, yeah, I'm here with Jim Norton. And uh, we've known, how long have we known each other? Um, I want to say, I don't know. Well, over 12 years, right? So 12 years, right? Yeah. I was a long time. I'm. Um, doing comedy 21 years, so I think it was in the city, maybe even more than that. Yeah, possibly. Be... What year did you come to New York? 97? I think it was, uh, I think it was 98, 97, 98. Yeah, I know you're probably 13 years in that area. <sighs> Fuck, we've known each other for a, over a century. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> were, were you kidding or did I'm you kidding. mean, okay. Dude, there's one thing about you that you do. There's, there's a face you get. Yeah. Because I fuck up. We all fuck up. Sure. N- not, you know, Voss fucks up the most. Yeah. But uh, we all fuck up. And we're all sitting around the table. And when somebody says something that's f- just wrong, like the other night, I fucked up Morse code. I said Morse code mm-hmm. instead of Morse code. Morse code, right. And your face, there's something that happens to your face. You know when you immediately fuck up around you because you, f- you turn into a statue. Yeah. Your face goes blank and you have this look of <laughs> pure disgust and hatred. Like if you had the tip of an arrow, you just <laughs> slice the side of my fucking trachea. But it is, it is actually just, just joy. Masking his <laughs> hatred that I got you, and you, nothing you can do. I'm processing the beauty of the of, of it. Yeah, you can see a million things happening at once. Yeah. What did Opie say today? He said one. It was uh, oh, he fucked one up. Oh, we had uh, Michael Potts in from uh, Book of Mormon, and he was Brother Muzon on the Wire, right? And he was a great guest. And after the we're off the air, we're talking about we want to get JD Williams in who played Bodie, right? And so Ope uh, says, "Yeah, we're trying to get uh, we're trying to get Dodie in." Uh, <laughs> and in front of Michael, I had to go. It's Bodie. I had to. <laughs> and he asked me like, "Yeah, you, you corrected." I'm like, "I had to correct you because if I didn't, you would have said it again." Yeah, but, hey, but if it was me, you would have wow, corrected me. I just got me. lightheaded, almost fucking fainted. Right now? Yeah. Oh, you know what a fucking great podcast that would have been if you just wow, literally. I just, almost passed out. I don't know if why. You passed out on my podcast. On the floor, and I was recording. Do you understand how popular this podcast would be? Do you ever just get lightheaded? Like I just yeah. got really lightheaded. Yeah. Wow. You didn't eat. No, I've eaten. I ate. I ate uh, egg whites this morning, and I had fucking plain fat-free yogurt and some blueberries. And what'd you do yesterday? Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that was weird. Yeah. Too much caffeine. Yeah. Oh my god. Smell <clears throat> that. I don't want to guess. Um. 
Are you all right? Yeah, Can we well, go forward? Yeah, of course. All Forging right, right ahead. Um, you know, the, the, the thing about you, though, that me and you, I relate to you on, and uh, is that we have this fucked up sex addiction. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> he's holding his mic like Bob Barker right now. <laughs> I, uh, this fuck, oh God, that's just terrible. I don't want it. It's, <laughs> um, it's, it's. I'm still fucking dealing with it. Sure. I'm still dealing with it. It's it's this fucked... There's some need. There's something we get out of the hunt of getting sex from either uh, a square or a prostitute yeah. or a massage parlor. I've spent hours... Or a man in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> get, let's save that for the end. <laughs> but this, this... What do you enjoy most about... Where do you get off the most? Is it finding that specific type, like trying to match up what you want as as perfect as you can get it and finding, you know, trying to find that? Is that... And then when you kind of get it, it's like, oh, my God, I found it. And then you just abuse it until you're done with it. And then you're on to something else. Is it the actual sex act? It changed over the years. Um, It used to be, all right, get a hooker, get a blowjob. And then that goes away because there's no challenge in that. And then you start making money. And it's like, within reason, I can afford to get what I want. I have no wife, no kids. So, I mean, I'm single now, but, you know... The money was not an issue because it doesn't cost that much. It, it's like, so when, when you know, like, okay, I can go out and get a hooker. Where it used to be, if I spent 20 bucks on a blowjob, like, literally, I, I knew that I had just spent 20 bucks on a blowjob. Right. Every dollar counted back in, you know, when I was 21. But once you know, okay, I mean, I can't go out and get $1,000 escorts. But, I mean, you know, if, if I want to get a hooker for 300 bucks, I can do that. So the novelty of that isn't like what it used to be. And then just getting the blowjobs isn't what it used to be. Or, or fucking a fan isn't what it was when I first started because now there's pregnancy risks. There's all, there's all these risks that are no longer worth it. Right. So the challenge for me, like I would like to get, and I have I haven't session in so fucking long, man. Like I I would you know, I, I can't say I really I miss it, but I'm sure I will again in my life. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I'll never do it. Right. Getting a massage and getting a legit masseuse, trying to get them to jerk me off, um, or do something. Which a lot of times you don't. Um, over half the times you're not able to. Maybe maybe seventy percent of the times you can't. Right. Um, they maybe just accidentally brush against your asshole, or they don't at all. Um, but it's that buildup. It's the, the build possibility. Up. Right. And the and the talking, and the being nice, and the conversation, and then the bringing up certain subjects to see where she's yeah. at. And I've spent more money on legit <laughs> legit massages that ended with a hand job than on hookers. Like I've I've spent a time six hundred bucks. To get a legit masseuse. But I, I know it's, it's worth it. It's worth it because I know you're not going to get her pregnant. I know it's done. It's a weird thing. But again, I, I've had regular masseuses for a long time who never did anything. Like there's, there's actually times where I would get like a real massage and actually want a real massage. Yeah. Um, there's nothing better, though, when you get a girl that's legitimate, probably has a boyfriend or you know family, does barbecues. She has a certificate. She went to school. And you get that person to actually grab your cock, yeah. Because there has to be that. That there's some type of sexual connection involved. Sure, she's attracted to you in some way. You go to an Asian massage. There's no attraction, right? Some fucking you know, 58 year old Asian lady grabbing your cock, yeah. and jerking it off. It's terrible, and you know, oh, oh, making stupid sounds to pretend she's into it. But for some girl, regular square to do it, there's there's something there's some connection that you made. And I have no attraction along with the 600 bucks. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And you really feel that one when you. Can you call me next. 
time. It's a lot of money. Save, you can save yourself four hundred dollars. But I've also <laughs> can save myself six hundred. <laughs> but I, I've I've uh, I found that when, as time went on, you had to be careful of what people's motives were for fucking you. Like um, I don't want to knock somebody up because that's a lot of money for eighteen years. So it's like it became worth it to do that. Because I knew where it ended. It was like... That's funny, though. You, you, you literally will dump this. You have 18 years. And it, as soon as 18 years comes... That kid fuck could it. fuck itself. <laughs> Pay for your own school. <laughs> Shit face. So um, I, I found that it just changed to what got me off. Because otherwise, I would have to go to such extremes... Um, I felt that going was taking a step back and trying to get like a real masseuse to do it. Even if she didn't, it was still a good massage. And there's been plenty of times, like in the last few years, I haven't. I've, just, I've literally just gone to spas where the masseuses I've had have been legit. And it's like I don't feel like oh, I want her to jerk me off because I know it's the legit masseuse going in. It's almost like you right. know, with most of these girls, a they're not going to do it anyway, right? And b if you don't push them in that direction they're never gonna do it so it's like you're never gonna have a regular masseuse or like a spa masseuse uh, but everybody don't you think everybody has a price I've thought don't you that, think that after okay so you go in the first time she doesn't uh, I've thought that the first you give her all this money the first time and then she knows that you're generous yeah. and she knows that you want it so the next time and the next time she breaks down and goes look I owe this guy a hand job I've had that um, where they just know that you have the money to, to to make it worth their while, but it doesn't matter. There's been many where I just knew that nothing you threw at them would get them to do right. it because they just won't do it. Right. Um, that's that's kind of a relief actually. Like when I want to get a massage, I don't want a guy massaging me. I just don't feel comfortable. Like I've, I've, I've gotten it a few times. That's why I just get a hard on it that with that. Let's see. Let's see his tits. No, well, that's the different. That's, a, that's just a girl with a special gift. What? What? I mean, what about females though? There's something. Look, I'm not going to sit here and go, uh, I, "You're a fucking weirdo for liking females." Oh, who, why would you say such a <laughs> cruel thing? I mean, look, a lot of guys would. A yeah, lot of guys would be, be like, like Tracy Morgan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest and worst Tracy I know. Morgan ever. It's not a good Tracy, but you know who it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, but there's something about what is it about females that what, it, what there's something about that f- female that some of them are just so hot. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Here's, here's what it is. Here's the question. Why does every man love a tranny? Let's get to the bottom of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Really? Knows? Really? We don't know. No, there's got to be because you're not a fag. No, not at all. They're and, the lovely girls. Yeah, but they have cons. So what? What, do, what, do, what am I? What am, if they had blue eyes or brown eyes, what am I going to be critical? <laughs> oh, why don't you just say what? what she's got her, her, her middle toe is longer than her fucking big toe. Who cares? I mean, Who cares? you don't you don't make those snap jokes. <laughs> Gotta be nice to everybody. Uh, but <laughs> it's have you been? Has there been a female that you've been with that has been like? Hotter than any chick that you've dated. I'll say this. Um, I could probably narrow the list down to seven. Jesus. That, that I would have married. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are a few that are fucking... Would you, would you ever date... Like, seriously, if you got to the point where you had fuck you money, you didn't have to worry about cash for the rest of your life. You didn't... You, you know, you, you met one of these girls 
and she liked you and you liked her, would you not marry? I know you wouldn't marry her. Right. Would you say, (laughs) (laughs) would you say, fuck it, I want you to be my girl and go out in public with her? Yeah. Because no one's ever had the balls to do that. Yeah, but what about, let me ask you though. But uh, but but do they ha- does she have a dick? Yeah, she has a cock. It's it's cut and it's fucking nine inches fully functional. Well, Just- then, yes, I would. That's what's the important. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. No, but I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, okay, you meet this girl. You got fuck you money. You don't care what anybody thinks about you now, anyways. But you you don't have to worry about money or your career being fucking tarnished. Um, and you meet this girl, and she's a fucking she-male, and she's got a huge piece that fucking just fills up with <laughs> a blood and a nice pumping vein down the middle of the fucking shaft, and her balls hang a little bit, and but she's smoking hot, and you guys get along, and you laugh together, and you're friendly, and she wants you to be her girl, her her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you would you do that? Because no one's had the balls. You've never seen someone go out in public with a female. The only person to talk about it, comic wise, was is Pryor. Pryor. That's it. Uh, Eddie Murphy did it, but he sneaky did it. Um, didn't he? Did he? He was dropping her off or something. I, he said. No, nah, I heard he. This is what I heard. He likes to watch them jerk off, and he jerks off. He doesn't fuck them. Right. He likes to watch them jerk Who off. Who said that? Uh, I don't know. No, I mean a tranny? Huh? A tranny said it? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, I, don't I can't know. reveal my sources. Okay. But um, but Pryor was the only one to actually admit full on, look, well, yeah, I fucking sucked a cop. And let me just say for legal reasons that Bob is only passing out what he heard. Because Bob has no legal, even though I listened talking to you last night about the Casey Anthony trial, I know you think you're Perry Mason, but you can't just go around saying that certain celebrities like to jerk off with females. You're going to get sued. So you have to say this. Le- legitimately... You've heard it, but you don't know if it's true. That's what I said. Okay, but make sure that you. But I did. Say, I said I heard it. Yeah, but you make sure you. Said I didn't say I saw it. No, I know that. But I didn't take a said, fucking court sketch of it. You can't just accuse Eddie Murphy. All right, I get you. Yeah, well, I wasn't accusing him. I don't I, know. I, I'll put it this way. I heard that, but look, I don't give a fuck if he likes females. I don't care, anyways. I, I don't care know why he would give a shit if Eddie, because he does. Eddie, if you hear this and you like females, then I like you even more than I do. <laughs> um, no, it, it's like this, man. Um, no, I don't think I would date. I, I wouldn't. I just I love women. I mean, that's, that's who I want to date. Is she's a woman. Of course she is. But I like women that I can beat arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but you, there's, not, you, there's none. No, nah, I can't think There's of no that. women that you can beat arm wrestling either. No, that's true. <laughs> no, if I get fucked in the ass, I want it to be with a strap on. Um, I just can't take it. I You've tried. never taken a strap I've on. I've tried, it. sure. Really? Oh, yeah. Sure. I can't, I can't take more than a finger. As soon I as mean, it, neither. As soon as it gets past that, that, that second knuckle, it, it, it's too much pressure. It makes me have to shit. My ex-girlfriend, yeah, me too. My ex-girlfriend, who just had no filter, she, would, uh, she, would, she had no filter with, with uh, things she would say to me. Right. And uh, just brutal, yeah. fucking <laughs> hilarious girl. Um, she, sent me, she sends me these really amazing texts. She just, I, I literally have a section on my iPhone called You Think I Don't Listen. Um, and I, I would write down things that she would, you probably can't read this, but. Uh, Why? Just because she just, she just says funny shit. Uh, she's like, like, just read the one from 1152. Like, she'll just say that. <laughs> she just, she's just great. And she I just. <laughs> yeah, you can't read that. Just, you can't read that. Just no. racist shit. But we were, it's just That's racist. Funny. But we were, uh, she wanted to fuck me with a strap on. And uh, I was like, all right. And you uh, make her buy it, right? She had it. Oh. <laughs> so, In her purse? Exactly. It's a long story. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was in my bottom drawer. I knew she had it. 
but she was going to try to fuck me with it, and I just couldn't take it. And she got a little bit in, maybe an eighth of an inch. And I was like, ah, I have to shit, I have to shit. <laughs> and she's like, uh, don't be such a faggot. <laughs> but she wasn't being ironic. She wasn't trying to like use clever wordplay. She really meant it in a, in a, in a, don't, in a schoolyard faggot way. Right. Like, don't be a pussy like you say to your friends. Right. Um, she, not a hint of irony. Um, she was so annoyed that I couldn't take the dick in the ass. And I would have. I mean, but I, I wish I could have. Was it, was it a regular, like, because some small of those. Small strap on, small. It's a small, but yeah. it's a regular looking cock. It was purple. Oh, it was purple? Yeah. I would, uh, I would. I wish I could get a strap on because that'd be a whole new thing to explore. Right. I would love to be able to get fucked in the ass with a strap. Love it. Really? I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, but it, I'm sure the people that got fucked in the ass for the first time thought the I've same thing. I've been trying for years, dude. Like, li- literally, <laughs> I was cleaning out my asshole yesterday in the shower, um, and I got my finger in a little bit. I don't know if I have a little piece of torn skin. It was after a giant dump. And I just hurt. Like my ass can't take that stuff. I I've never had. I had one girl that was wanted to do it to me, but I, I she wanted me to buy the thing, and I was like, I'm not I'm not buying a fucking sure. strap on. If you want to try this, you have to it's on one. It's on your on your dime. I'm not paying <laughs> for it either. But um, I uh, I had I used to I got into a phase back when I first moved to New York. I would have just specific girls would uh, eat my asshole. That's all I had them do. I had this 18-year-old. She literally, I, w- I met her at 17. I, uh, two weeks, she was 18. I waited two weeks. And on her, like, this, the day after she turned 18, I had her eating my asshole. And Ugh. that's all she did. We never fucked. There was another girl, too, the bartender, that Spanish bartender. Yeah, I know. She would just eat my asshole. I remember the Spanish one. I remember she was eating my asshole. And I, I, I got so into it. I was like, yeah, lick that pussy. Eat that pussy. And she looked up like, ugh, what? Uh. Ugh. But I, you know, I like. I was at your house that one time yeah. with that fucking broad, and yeah. she was eating my asshole after a hot, yeah. fucking July boat ride. Oh yeah, and she got a little piece of. Some type- <laughs> yeah, I just like. I love my asshole eating. It's wonderful. I love when they milk me and they put you on all fours and pull your cock from behind. Yeah. But uh, it's very embarrassing. Like sometimes, I'll, you know, I would be at massage parlors. And they'd start to rub your asshole. And it's very embarrassing when people aren't into that. Because I, like, I would pick my ass up and kind of get on all oh, fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd go, they'd tap your ass. No, no, no. Get back down. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <sighs> I just got on all fours for this lady. And she was like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, dog boy. <laughs> yeah, I've had that a lot where you push your ass back and they're just not taking the hint. Or they're, they're teasing it, but it's, it's obvious they're not going to slip a finger in. Yeah. The worst, though, is when you get a massage after you've taken a big shit. And even though you try to... Uh, I remember years ago, I, geez, I fucking forgot about this. I had a massage therapist who was going to eat my ass. And, uh, oh, legit? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I knew she was, you know, yeah. I used to see, I think this is over, the, at five, at, well, we used to live in the building, 520. Um, it, was, it was back in those days. And uh, she was going to eat my ass, and I had showered. But I'd taken a big shit before, so right. it was like the piece had broken off in there. And so she was just kissing my ass cheeks. And she goes, well, if you hop in the shower, I'll, I'll lick your ass. Oh. But I had already showered. Oh, so it was a piece of shit. No, it wasn't a piece, but it was, it was just, just mushy. Like no, no, it was way back in there, but obviously right. the area. I had it that. It was like too. after a gasoline spill, you clean it up and there's still <laughs> in the room. But yeah. she did want to be eating it. There's still a duck with oil on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had I had that Spanish girl did that to me. It was we met her downtown. Literally, I took outside of her fucking work, and we're talking for a second. She goes, "All right, let's go. Let's go eat your ass." 
And we went up to my place. By the time we got up there, though, we took the train. My ass was hot. We get up there. I get on all fours. She spreads my ass. She just slaps it. She goes, go wash your ass. It stinks. And I just ran in there and scrubbed it real quick. You embarrassed her? No. Okay. No, I thought it was funny. I, th- I just thought it was, I, I was like, thank you. Because I don't want her to go down there and eat it yeah. and take the hit. You ever eat bad pussy and take the hit? Sure. You always have that like, oh, this bitch's pussy stinks. Yeah. If I could have just went, hey, go clean your pussy a little bit. I don't mind a dirty pussy. Like, Ugh. if I have chemistry with somebody, like, if I have bad chemistry with somebody, nothing they do makes them sexy. But with good chemistry, like, I, I like a girl not to wear deodorant. I like her to stink. Like, uh, and again, the only thing, I want the breath to be fresh. Like, the mouth has to be clean. I don't want a girl's mouth to stink ever. Right. That, that disgusts me. But I like the armpits to smell. Um, like, no deodorant. Fucking, uh, I love the ass to smell a little bit. Not terrible, a little bit. The pussy, like, no shower for two days. Uh, fucking feet. But that's if you have good chemistry with a girl, that's fucking hot. It's, it's weird. I used, to, I used to, like, hide all that shit. And you, it was so refreshing when I came to New York, like you and 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 Patrice. You know, Patrice is my friend, but there's something about like uh, when we talk, it was like weird that you could talk about anything. Yeah, uh, you could just anything was it, it, you, sexually. It didn't fucking matter. Remember the night we had the at the table? We had a everybody told their molestation story. I don't know if I was there. Oh, you weren't there for that? Uh, Maybe I I was. I was never molested. We, uh, yeah, Manny, the owner of the cellar, he had one. He got molested in a tent at Uh, Jewish camp. Patrice's, mine. But it was like, I'm sitting here. I hid this story my whole childhood. I was fucked up. It fucking, I walked around like a a weirdo, like, oh my God, they might find out. And then I'm sitting at a table with people ordering fucking chicken wings and and we're all just laughing at, at being molested. Yeah. It's just... It, sure. It, it, <laughs> You're so small. <laughs> fucking Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I used to... I used to tongue your backside. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Your little feet would go Come kicking on. like you were swimming. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Like you was in the pool. Was I a tattletale? Sure you were, a little blabbermouth. <laughs> Mom, I would go, shh, quiet. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, mother, you were smoking. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask. This is, where, this is the point that, are you ever going to get to the point where you... I'm done? Do you think you're going to... Are you trying to do this until one day you're just like, I'm finished? Or are you, are you trying to change now? Do you think the sex, the stuff you're doing now is going to fuck up? I, I mean, dude, you know, I, do you want to have a wife? Do you want to have a family? Do you want to, do you see yourself just being alone and doing this no, for the rest of your life? I, I would like to have, um, like I'm single now for a couple of months. It's funny, my ex and I are still good friends. Like it's weird. We've hooked up a few times. Right. So it's not like we're, we're still kind of attached to each other. Uh, but she's still like a really good friend of mine. And, and that's never, I know if she starts dating somebody, it will hurt a lot. And I know if I start dating somebody, it will. But because we still hang a little bit, and I haven't had to go out. And <laughs> but all your friends are getting married. All your friends, I mean, um, you know, everybody's kind of with somebody and in a relationship or heading towards that. I don't and mind being Does that single. bother you? No. Or do you see yourself getting married and having kids? No, because the addiction has been, like, while well, I dated her, the porn was bad, too. Um, but since we broke up... I've kept the addiction to to the porn. Like I, I've just, but I've been. It's been bad because we haven't been. You know, we've slept together a couple of times, but it's not a lot. So it's like these times where we would have been having sex. I'm just zoning out of the computer and jerking off. Like I, I've literally wasted days. And again, there's a lot worse stuff I could be doing. Like I look at that. Like I'm happy that I'm not out just fucking girls who I know want to date me, mm-hmm. and I'm just fucking them to be 
you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not doing horrible shit like that. And I no, I, of, I I hear you. I mean, I agree with you. But I do need the addiction to be addressed. Um, I go to therapy. I'm leaving shortly for therapy. It has to be fixed. I know that. But it, it's like I won't lose the perversion. But I would like to just act out with a person as opposed to on the computer by myself. Where eventually I don't want to go back to hookers or any of that stuff. Because I mean. I just, I mean, I, I don't know if, if the, if in your head. So you're saying that you want to actually deal with this oh, the I, perversion. I, I, I and know the, I have the, to the addiction and find somebody who will <laughs> sexually will will right. be all that. So you yeah. want to be, you want to get married someday. Do you want to get married or be in a, like a Gene Simmons? Type no idea. I mean, um, I don't, I don't think about marriage. I don't feel pressure to do it. Um, eventually, maybe. But I just want to be with a long term. Like my girlfriend and I were together for over two years, yeah. Which we never should have lasted that long. It's amazing we did because, like, of you know, just the way we were, were so opposite. And we, like I can't say opposite. I'm a lot older than her. We fought a lot in the beginning, but we wound up having a pretty good relationship. It was just the fighting that ended it. So part of it was her because she's a little nuts, and part of it was me because I'm nuts and my anger is bad. But we just fought too much. Um, it was one of those things like we would have been together for a long time. But we fought too much. And it's, yeah. it was one of those things where you can't put it on. Both of our fucked upness played into it. So it's yeah. not like, well, if she just changed this because then I'm still me. Huh. Or if I just changed something, she's still her. So I don't feel any pressure. I mean, uh, eventually, will I get married? Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's funny. I would be mad to her. I'd go, I'm so glad we're not married. And uh, she was like, she would shoot back, you think I want to fucking marry you? And I knew she meant it. I'm like, well, I really am delusional. I'm acting like, you know, you didn't get the prize, baby. She's just happy. She has my 42-year-old fucking appendix scar on her. <laughs> well, you know, you said something interesting, too, that, you know, the money, the, it has, a, has something to do with the addiction, too. Sure. And that, that has to do with my, I just realized, my food addiction, one of the reasons why in the last 10 years, or I would say eight years, that my food addiction has gotten really bad. I've really ballooned up and, and stayed up. I used to, in my 20s, and you know, I, I've had a food addiction my whole life, and I've ballooned up and gone up, but never really past a certain point. But in the last eight years, I'd say I've really gone up there, and right. it has to do with money. I could, when I first moved to New York, I was eating noodles and noodles. I didn't have the money. I couldn't go to any restaurant I wanted to. Right. I couldn't afford to fucking eat out. I had to eat you know, a, at this place and this place and at comedy clubs, and that was it. That was the only food I got. Now, having that credit card... And you can go into any fucking restaurant. Sure. You can buy whatever the fuck you wanted. I mean, within reason, you know. Yeah. But I can I can get any. So with sex too, it's uh, you know I kind of I'm trying to I, I actually went away from sex and the hookers and the all the bullshit and put it over in food and exactly. buying shit because you're married with the same girl for a while. So all that sexual acting out that you would have been doing, you're doing with food instead. Yeah, and it's it's having the money to do it. Yeah, is it fucks you up. It makes that, it harder to resist. It's almost free now. That's what it feels sure. like. It's free. It's like you walk in and here, just take it. I don't even look at the check. I don't even fucking I look don't at I don't either. I don't either. I used to look at the check with panic. Yeah. I'd go out to eat with you guys when I first... I remember you guys would be like, let's go get some food. I would go out to eat with you guys and I'd be shaking when the check came because I don't know how... I, 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 what if I owe more than I have because I don't have yeah. it. And I don't even fucking look at it now. That's one of the, like it's like these little luxury things like which is one great thing about the business that we're in. Um, I have to within reason. I like I have to be careful of where I live. I like where I live, but I can't just go out and buy whatever I want apartment wise. I can't just go out 
and spend X amount on a car. Like, I have to be smart about right. it. Right. But if I want to go out to eat, I can eat wherever I want within, you know, again, within fucking reason. It's nice yeah. to be able to go out and do that. Or if I know if I want, if I want to get blown, I can spend 250 to get blown. Right. Um, yeah, I, but I, I envy the guys that can drop three grand on a hooker, but I can't do that. Maybe I, someday. Yeah, it's just something to work for. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, yeah, it's fucked up. It's, it's, and, and I get scared the more popular you get, the more famous you get, you know, that it's going to get harder. Yeah, it's going to get harder because the more, when you have just a disposable income, mm-hmm. how, you know how hard that's going to be not to just go fucking, you know, know. fuck something or just buy whatever the fuck. You know, people say, "How the fuck did MC Hammer waste all his money?" I, yeah. I fucking know how, and it's it's I'd 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 be fucked because you th- what happens is you think you have everything paid for, and then you have bad business managers that are not paying your taxes and that are stealing from you. I don't know if his manager stole from him, but it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, comedians, I think we watch our money better because we normally don't have residuals, like musical residuals yeah. from albums and stuff. So I would, uh, I'm careful with my money. Like I know I have a rough idea of where my stock is. My apartment's paid off. Like I, I dumped everything I had. And do. That's my mother. My, my, my father's more of a bit of an irresponsible ass like I am. And my mom is the, the one who taught me pay, don't live beyond your means, pay your fucking Isn't bills. Isn't it crazy though? Because when we first met, dude, we both own apartments in New York City. We we both, uh, yeah. you know, we're living pretty good lives. Sure. I mean, yours lives. better than mine. No, not a great life. You have a great apartment. I love your place. Well, yeah, it's a good, it's a great apartment, but you know, you, you know, I'm just, that was a joke. Oh. It didn't go over too well. Now I feel shitty because <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking, you just faked it. No, you're doing good too. But, but you like, are. <laughs> it was like, but you didn't say it as a joke. You were like, you know, yours is a little better than mine. I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> um, but it's it's crazy where we came from. You used to live in a shithole. I lived on Ninety Seventh Street in Lex yeah. with Billy Burr and some African dude. You lived in some shithole in Jersey with Florentine, and it was funny though. We didn't even give a fuck. Yeah. We still fucking got chicks. We it didn't even matter. But now we're, we both own homes. We're both fucking successful. We're both making money. It's fucking weird. But we're still just as fucked up as we were back then. That shit didn't fix anything. No, the problems are still there. Like I'm still the same. Wherever I went there I was <laughs> you know um, yeah no no I'm the same guy I mean uh, I'm smarter than I was or my act is better and I'm more responsible I think but uh, yeah I mean I'm still a pervert and I'm still a fucking a, a hole filler yeah. I still need the you know the god hole or whatever filled constantly by outside shit yeah. here's what I've been doing lately like I've been obsessed with uh, different I, I said to myself to slow down the sex addiction because now that I'm single, I'm like, I'm scared. Right. Um, I don't want to go out and just fuck a bunch of girls. I don't want to waste everything I have on prostitutes. So I've been, uh, like I said, the porn has been banned on the computer. Um, but I've been trying to, I said, I'm, I, I've dedicated myself to reading. Like, I'm going to read all these biographies of these people we've interviewed right. that I haven't read. I've been tearing through books. Um, you know, I've read Sugar Ray's book. I read fucking uh, Brock's book I'm reading and then fucking Flavor Flav's book. Because wow. anything to distract me. I've been playing this online chess game. I've been watching, going through series again. Like I'm watching Game of Thrones. Now, anything to distract me and split that time up so right. I'm not just jerk. I have nothing to do all day. Let me ask you a question. This is, this is something I've always wondered about you. Because I know you and, you know, but sure. comics don't hang out. Probably like- in the mouth if I knew you was clean. Oh, so I think it is. <laughs> the <laughs> the <laughs> comics don't hang out like regular friends hang out. It's not like you, you know, hey, my doorbell rings. Right. And you're like, hey, I was in the neighborhood. Right. You know, we don't do that shit. We hang out when it's planned. It's like, I can, I'm around here. I can do it then. Or right. We'll see each other at sure. the clubs. Uh, very rarely do we say, hey, let's go. Because you know. we see each other all the time. Right. And we also are used to being away from each other. Like, I was thinking, it's not unusual. Like, uh, where are you going to be this weekend? 
uh, up. Maryland. Okay, movies. so you'll be in Maryland. I'll be here in New York. And let's say Voss might be in Texas. Yeah. Or Collins on the Hamptons. We're used to not seeing each other for a month. Yeah. It's not where were you? I was in uh, San Diego and I stopped. I went to Austin. You don't give a fuck. It's like regular office people see each other every day. It's, it's, it's different. It's uh, a more needy relationship. Who are, I don't think ours is. Theirs is. No, theirs is. Yeah, yeah they're, they're more needy because it's like, dude, what are you doing tonight? Want to get, what are you doing this weekend? They're, you know, it's, they see each other all the time, but also from 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock on, it's dead time. And their private time to them or their non-work time is more important to them because mm-hmm. they don't enjoy their jobs as much as we enjoy our jobs. And uh, so their time away from their job means a lot. Yeah. We have a lot of time off. I mean, uh, and I see my friends doing radio too, so I see all you guys. I see Patrice probably more often than you do because I'll do radio with him. Right, yeah. Well, here's my question is, though, is that do you, what do you do, like, you know, at night, what the fuck do you do? You come home, you come home after radio, and then you do your spots. We know that. We know you do radio. It's a lot of hours, though. And you do spots. It's four hours and then two hours. No, no, I mean, I'm done with radio at 10 in the morning. Right. A lot of times I'll tape for the boy, or I'm home by 11. And then my next my spot's at nine. And then what so do you do? Ten hours. What do you do? Um, it depends. Sometimes I nap. Um, I work out. I don't always do it, but when I'm when I'm having a good day, I'll nap for an hour, two hours. Um, have a nice lunch, and then uh, sometimes I'll write during the day, or I'll watch a series. See, for for us watching a series, like if I'm watching Game of Thrones right now, is not that bad because a if we interview one of these guys, I'm prepared, and b I can talk about it on the air. So it's like. Watching TV for us is not a complete waste of time right. as long as you're not doing it just to fucking zone out and get away from the world. There is a legitimate work reason to, 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 to watch a series. Well, I, especially I, for you, too. Well, just because you have to fill radio. radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I don't mind. I don't feel bad when I do that. Or lately I've been reading or playing this chess game. But again, a lot of times it's just the sex. There's been days where I came home and I'm home by 1030 in the morning. And I start online looking at porn and reading sites and going on a Craigslist, not even getting anybody, just looking. And then all of a sudden, I like, I keep jerking off and edging and edging and not coming and not coming. And then before you know it, it's nine o'clock and I got to go down to the cellar. Oh no shit, like, dude! It's a, a, anyone who doesn't think sex is an addiction, man. It's like you don't. If you th- guys use that, well, it's just a guy. It's like, do you not understand how brutal it like? Being just a guy does not explain edging for nine hours. I get I get very envious of guys who are married and and fuck their wives every day or are every happy. other day and they're happy and have kids and they and, and they I, I just don't I don't buy it. I don't I don't think they're being totally honest, but there are guys that are like, Yeah, dude, me and my wife fuck all the we have a healthy sex life and we mm-hmm. fuck and I love banging my wife and I'm like I look I love my wife. I, you know, we have sex and it's sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's fucking atrocious. Sometimes sure. I'm 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 like I have to literally sometimes I've gotten off and been like, It's not her, it's me. I'm yeah. off in some fucking other land sure. and um I envy that man. I fucking wish I could just meet a chick and it's magic and love and, and, and fuck and you know, oh my God, and make a baby and, and still want to fuck it. That's what I'm nervous too. I'm trying to have a baby now. And am I going to be fucking totally turned off after she has a kid? And uh, then what do I do? Well, part of it, I think, is that our threshold is very high because we've spoiled ourselves. Most people, as they say, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Most people don't spend a lot of money on prostitutes or they don't get to fuck strangers at comedy clubs. <laughs> they don't get their ass eaten by fucking hot Spanish chicks. They don't... Whatever it is that we've done to desensitize ourselves, they haven't done. Right. So for them, 
but they, but but again, the, and, and I'm not knocking people. Believe me, I don't I don't mean it to shit on people with nine to five jobs. Yeah, but a lot of them are content. Yeah. They're content. Their goal is a different was, life. They want to have a great job. Right. They want to have a wife and kids. And that is, the, they don't mind the American this, dream. The American dream and the roof being over them. And they see the ceiling and they're happy with that. Right. For me, the idea of looking up and seeing the ceiling is terrifying. Yeah. The roof has to be off. I have to like not know where the end is. Right. Um, and to me, a lot of things represent the end. Like marriage represents the end or a kid represents. So I would envy somebody who can just fucking enjoy it and have a healthy sexual relationship. But also, I wouldn't be as funny if I was like that because that same craziness uh, that makes me always look for more also inspires me as well, a comic. I, I, I kind of disagree with that because when I, got, when I decided to get married and kind of deal with my sexual issues as best as I could, I, it had actually made me... It, it, it made me more honest on stage. It right. actually, I could. I actually started... Because before that, I was doing comedy to get laid. Sure, I sure. was trying to kill the room... Sweat, fucking boom, and hey, what's up? And talk to the chick. I didn't care about that. And it sucked too because I would see guys like you and Colin, and you guys were evolving all the time. And you'd, you'd be bombing. I'd watch you bomb. And all of a sudden, you'd bomb. And then a month later, you have this, it's just killing. It's like, what the fuck? And I started envying that, and it really got scared and petrified. And, you know, but another, what happened when I finally got decided to go to therapy. I got more honest on stage, and when I got married, it wasn't the end. It was actually the beginning of a fucking of a whole new shit where I, it didn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want. No, I don't mean that acting out makes you funny, or you have to be in the act of it. I mean having that thing. Like even if you're not acting out, you still have it. Right. Even okay. if you're not acting on it, whatever it is, even if your sex addiction is addressed and you're faithful and you're not, do, you still have that thing. And I think that that's an important, it's almost like it's a package deal for me. My humor came with that and a bunch of other things that are wrong. The humor happens to be one amazing thing that comes with a package of shit. It's like <laughs> when you open a package of baseball cards, you get one good card and yeah. fucking 10 yeah. of the shortstop that nobody's ever going to hear of. A piece again. of stale gum. A piece of stale, exactly. Yeah. So We're the, all fucked up. Do you know any comic that's not fucked up? No, the only ones I can't, I don't know what their problem is. Seinfeld's a guy who I don't know. Is he OCD or I don't know. He's been an asshole. He's an asshole. I'll say it. But he has he's an asshole. And Colin even admits it's like he's not an asshole because he's rich. He's been that way since day one. But here's the thing with him though. I don't know if he's an asshole because I've had nice conversations. He's with not him. gonna hear this by no, the way. I don't care. <laughs> the point I'm making is yeah. it's easy to go he's an asshole, but I don't know if that's it or if he's just he there's a weird honesty to him. He's not an asshole. It's exactly which is that. uncomfortable. That's what it is. When he talks to you, he doesn't do things that a lot of us do to make other people feel better, which we shouldn't do. Like Tom Papa tours them and he goes, it's so uncomfortable. He goes, because somebody will try to make him laugh and he just doesn't fake it. Like he doesn't feel the need. That's what I mean when an asshole. To bail he's not, you out. Yeah, he's, he's not, he has no, he's not courteous. He's not like, he doesn't fake the, you know, here's a story. He pulled up in his Porsche out front yeah. of the comedy <laughs> cellar. Cop comes up, right in the ticket. Girl goes out. Hey, that's Jerry Seinfeld's poor. You know, you mind? And he goes, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Just have him sign the ticket. My son's a big fan. I'll, I'll take care of it. He goes, she goes in. Hey, Jerry, the cop was going to give you a ticket. Uh, but he said, just sign the ticket and he'll, he'll take care of it. He goes, tell him to give me the ticket. Wow. But that's, it's, <laughs> is that an asshole or is that him just going, you know what, dude? I'm in the middle of a conversation right now. Fuck it. I'll take the ticket. 
I'm not a monkey boy that just signs shit because you'll fucking, you know what I mean? I mean, that's an asshole to me. When you're that famous, <laughs> like, there's literally nowhere in the country he can go where everybody in the room doesn't know his name and face. Like, he's a weird level of famous. Like, there's probably nowhere in France or England or a lot of places. He, it's, it's syndicated all over the world. Mm. Everywhere, the name Seinfeld is like, it's different than most comedy names. It's five times a day on television. He's like, he's, he's almost like yeah. The Tonight Show. Yeah. So, after a while, I imagine that shit gets to be, you stop worrying about being polite to every individual because everybody's approaching well, you. Well, Louis does that too, though. Louis, I mean, every, I think we're all, we're all fucked up. Yeah. Every I, my point is that we're all we all fucked up. Even the ones that don't seem fucked up are fucked up, and the ones that really don't seem fucked up wind up blowing their fucking brains out. I admire the fact, like, and again, I've seen him talk to people he didn't want to talk to. He's been nice for he, I'm sure he's he's been courteous, but I admire the fact that he won't give a fake laugh to an annoying motherfucker yeah. where I will, and it bugs me that I will. I know it's a polite social convention, but it's annoying, like. It's not like it's a buddy. It's some fucking dummy coming up to you and and just being annoying. It's just that, but it is. It's that polite ah, social thing. Yeah, but, but I don't want that. It's annoying. I, I understand. I get annoyed too. And those are the little things that you'd be like, "Wow, I wish I could think that I wish fast. I could just be honest. Be as honest as you possibly can." That's why. I say he's an asshole, but he's been like that. That's him. It's not him because he made $250 million. Right. That's been him from day one. He's just brutally honest, so I have to respect that. He doesn't fucking... Uh, the not you. How awful is that? He went, not you, you fucking idiot. Right. He could have been. He could have said, oh, I'm sorry, dude. No, I'm, I was talking to her, but yeah, if you want to come up after. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, not you. I mean, I got to respect that. It sucked. Then I'm on the tail end of that. I told you I waved to him one time too, and he just ghosted me. He looked right through me. We were on a. Uh, I did a, it. Was a benefit for Geraldo. Tom Pop was on it. Seinfeld headlined it, and Colin, myself, and Nick, and a bunch of guys. Yeah. So at the beacon. So we're on this VIP reception line at the end, just for people of the audience who had paid extra for tickets to meet the comedians. That's all they always wanted to meet Seinfeld. And uh, it was just I was standing next to him on the line, which chit chatting. And I forget what annoying woman bothered him, but he was kind of polite to her, but not overly polite. Mm -hmm. He let her know she was being annoying. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I said that to him, I'm like, you know what I like about you? I was like, you just don't fake it. And he said, are you kidding? <laughs> like, I'm like, you do? He's like, all the time. I'm faking it with you right now. I believe me, I thought of that. <laughs> But I was like, wow, I guess, uh, I guess he is politer to a lot of these annoying people than right. he wants to be. Or engages them more. He, he a lot of times, I, I've just noticed, and I know this shouldn't turn into a whole Seinfeld thing, but I, I admire the fact that he handles situations the way I would like to. Because it, I, I've never seen him be rude to anybody. Who, like, people have got, hey, I love your show. or Oh, thank you. I've always seen him be polite. Like, it's never been like he ignored a fan who said thank you for doing a great show. Yeah. But it's when people do things that would be annoying, he doesn't pretend it's not annoying. Right. And I, I, I kind of, like, he doesn't want to be touched by people. He doesn't want people putting their arms around him who don't know him. Right. Um, and I saw, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen was a fan wanted to take a picture at the cellar, and he just put his arm in, and Jerry was kind of kidding, but he goes, we don't know each other, we don't have to touch. And the yeah. guy kind of like, ah, laughed, but then he pulled his arm off him. Yeah. And it's like, people would say, that's rude, but it's like, no, he's taking the photo, but he yeah, doesn't but want some fucking stranger holding him. Yeah, the general fucking public would be like, dude, what a dick, I get it. And I was too, but I, 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 I say it all the time, I, I respect him because it's him. It's but, not him 
because he became that. That's just who he is. But would it be annoying? Like, I would be annoyed if everywhere I went. Like, I like being recognized. Fuck yeah. Because I have, I can enjoy anonymity a lot of the time. Right. I can go anywhere and be anonymous. And I can get recognized <laughs> enough, but nowhere near enough to be annoying. Right. He can't go anywhere in the free world and not be the guy everyone in the room is looking at. I heard De Niro's like that. Like, I saw him at uh, a premiere of a, a play, and he was at the after party, and I was talking to someone. He turned me down for a picture. He wasn't, he goes, nah, if I take one, everybody will ask. Yeah. I was like, all right. Um, but I was talking to some woman, and she was on a set with him one time, and she said, even on the set, everywhere De Niro goes, everybody stares at him. Like, because he's, 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 De Niro. he's one of those large and live guys right. where even on a movie set where they don't give a fuck, yeah. they all look at him. Yeah. Nicholson's like that. Tom Cruise said that. When they did A Few Good Men, and he said there was a buzz when Jack was on the set. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And, and I get uncomfortable around those situations, too. I get really... I obsess over a photo. I know you do. I know. I, do. I, 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 when I, I didn't really get it until we went to UFC. Yeah. And... I and I didn't mind doing it, but I literally became your photo boy. But you also got a lot of cool pictures. I did, I did, but I got rejected a couple of times. Machida fucking said no. Did he? Or? Well, I finally squeezed it out, but yeah. he was didn't speak English. He took Machida. you off. Of, yeah, he thought I was like your press, you know, your publicist or something. But I was literally, I knew all the guys. Yeah, you did. So you were like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's good." Yeah. And so I had to run around and get these photos, but I didn't know how bad it was until we went there. Yeah. But we did get a lot of fucking Dude, we got crazy. Gracie, you got fucking Rampage. We got Rashad, a Rashad Evans. Yeah. We got Uriah some great Faber. Ones. Faber and fucking uh, Brown. Oh, no, no. Who was Faber with? There was a picture of me, you, Reed Harris. Uh, it was Faber, Brown. It was um, uh, Miguel no, not, Torres. Not Miguel. Not, we got Miguel. I got Shane. Got John Jones. John Jones. Uh, that was a fucking good time. No, no. There was one we got with me, Uriah Faber. And, uh, oh, God, he just fought. Who? The G. Uh, curly hair. He's old. He curly hair? Yes. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Curly hair? Yes. He's like, he's in Faber's uh, weight class, I think. Uh who? Oh, begins with a G, last name. God. G? It. Yes. Dude, I don't know who you're talking you about. You do. I do? You do. I'll have to look at it. But here's. Here, I can't remember. I want to say, I want to ask this though. Where do you see, before we go, we've got to wrap yes. this up right yeah. now. Are you, where, where are you going to be? What are you going to do after radio? Do you see yourself doing radio for the rest of your life and no. just being a comic? Or what is your fucking ultimate goal? What? I I, the politics of radio. Oh, I thought you said, I, I, no, 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 no. I thought you were going to be a politician. No, the politics of radio and the business itself is so annoying. I love the gig, but the, the, in management, and this is not about Sirius XM, this is in any radio place you work. You, there's, it's become so lawyer oriented, like most of entertainment, that. They make it, and when you're doing five hours a day and you have to, or four hours a day, it's, it's irritating to have to know that uh, lawyers have so much input. So I don't see myself being in radio for. If Obi and Anthony ever. don't decide to come back as the show and they wanted you to do your own show, would you do it? Eh, I don't know, man. I mean, again, I don't need the money. I mean, I, I mean, of course I need money, but I mean, I'm paid off on this and I know I can make my living doing stand up. And I sometimes wonder, okay, I know I have this great radio gig. Does it ever hold me back from being hungrier for other things? I, but it's like, ah, no, I do other stuff. Do you want to be on TV? You want I would your own love, show? That's my next thing is I want my own show. I don't want to be a sidekick or a fucking, I want my own show. And I've written one. We'll see what happens with it. Maybe nothing. Uh, and then I just blow my brains out. And that's all. Well, with that, dude, that's uh, perfect. This is um, going to bug me. I can't find that. I'm looking for the picture. Of what? The guy. Like, you'll know exactly the picture. It's me, you, Uriah Faber. We got him by the elevator, I think. 
Well, no, we got him backstage. It was me, you, Reed Harris. We got Diego Sanchez. Did we? Yeah, we got Diego. You never sent it to me, but yeah, we got I Diego. got all your pictures. Did I ever send you all those pictures? Not all of them. I'll give, okay, I'll put them all on the disc for you. Yeah, you sent me a few. Hold on. I'll, I'll just Before we go, let me uh, find this photo, which we have. Uriah Faber. Yeah. Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Hold on. There you go. Oh, yeah. It's, um, oh, now my brain froze. It, uh, Clay Guida, yeah, the carpenter. Go. Guida. Guida. Go. He just fought. He's yes. fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's great. Yeah, we met all those guys. But this is the funny part is that people tell them, like, oh, Jim Norton, and they don't know. Uriah Faber thought I was you. Oh, that's funny. Be- he actually gave me his number. I have Uriah Faber's number in my phone. And I took it because I didn't want him to feel weird and be like, oh, shit. And yeah. then go up to you. So you, I, you took it because you wanted to have Uriah Faber's number, and you figured, "Fuck him." He offered it, <laughs> and you didn't want him to go. Oh, okay, give that to Jim. You wanted to always have the option of no, calling him. That's not it. I'll tell you the honest to god truth. He walked over to me. He goes, "Hey, man, that's cool, man. You should give me, here. Take my number, dude." And I go, "Okay." And I thought he was actually likes me. Maybe he does. And then it hit me after because I'm realizing like there's no way. He should actually give me his number. He thinks I'm Norton. I figured it out at the end. Like, okay, he, there's no way this could be true. It's funny, never passed that number along. What, what are you going to do? Call him? What are you going to say? Hey, what's up? That's what I would say. All right. Uh, Jim, thanks for doing this, man. This was actually really, I, this was a good one. This was fun. Yeah, I got to uh, call my therapist now. All right, buddy. I will... Uh, I will talk to you guys later. That was Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Yes. At Jim Norton right. on Twitter. No, Jim Norton on Twitter. At Jim Norton on yeah, Twitter. Sure. And eatabullet.com. Is that up? Yeah, I don't really use the website, but yeah. And that's it. And his phone number is 917-267. Don't give me fucking. No, it's my say now number, but I really don't use it anyway. All right, that's it, man. Thanks a lot for doing this, buddy. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, sure. No, but.